Hello and welcome to the Horns Up Half Hour, Cedar Hill ISD's podcast about scholars, staff, and community. Our guests will be individuals from the district and the community. This podcast is for anyone interested in expanding their knowledge of all things CHISD. Hello and welcome to the Horns Up Half Hour podcast with Cedar Hill ISD. Today we have two very special guests. We have theater director Bethany Kennedy and then orchestra director Elizabeth Judd. We're going to be talking about the upcoming production of The Wiz and how they've been able to practice and prepare for this production through the COVID-19 pandemic. So uh, thank you very much for being here with us today. No problem. Glad to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So um, talk about how you you guys originally planned to do The Wiz and how uh, COVID's kind of changed everything. Uh, well, we were originally supposed to go up in October. We had virtual auditions back in May where the students would log in and audition for myself and Ms. Judd and our tech director and our choreographer. And so we posted a cast list slash cast video announcing the cast back in, in May. And then because of, of our late start this year, we kind of just pushed everything back. And it gave us more time to get ready and then in hopes that it'll, it'll go up in January. Okay, but what are some of the, um, I guess, precautions and safety measures that you've had to take while, um, you know, while preparing for this show? Number one, everybody is in masks. And we, we really do have, we literally have on the floor taped out their spots so that they are six feet apart in every direction when they're just standing and singing or going through lines. And then when we act, we make sure that they are uh, are always maintaining the safe distance and the masks are on 24-7. What types of challenges has that presented as far as, you know, um, compared to like a normal type production that y'all usually do? Uh, it, uh... It's a little difficult sometimes for the cast to sing correctly with the masks, so we've had to make some accommodations to our masks to uh, make it a little easier for them. And so each each cast member is going to have their own mask and then different masks to match each, each of their costumes. So that way um, we've made them so that they stick a little bit away from their, their mouth and so it's easier for them to sing and project. Okay, and then how did you guys uh, choose the Wiz, and has it been done before? Uh, we, have a stellar, we have a stellar cast. Yeah. We have just amazing, amazing young people right now, and it, it just seems to be, it's such an ensemble piece. And, and these young scholars are just bonding and growing with that, with the, with the Wiz. And we really just, I, we looked at who we had, and a show that would just really showcase some of their extraordinary talents. And we really think that The Wiz is it. Okay. Yes, I was <laughs> But has Cedar Hill done The Wiz before? No. Okay, so this will be the first time. And then, yeah, yeah we talk. Did Wizard of Oz. We did Wizard of Oz a few years ago. Okay. Uh, like back in 2014 or 15. Um, but no, this is the first time we've ever actually done the Wiz. Okay. 
Well, talk about uh, specifically how, you know, y'all, the scholars' uh, talents kind of fit into this production. Okay. Well, some of, I mean, uh, Amara Bourgeois is our, our Dorothy, and she is absolutely just a great young lady as a senior. Sydney is the person that has been re repeatedly uh, a, figment, a figure in Cedar Hill. She, has, she did our convocation. She's done some of the other virtual things for the district. And she is the whiz this year. So she is just, you know, as, as you've seen her in convocation and in other places, she's equally wonderful with this. And then we have Jacoby, uh, who is just outstanding. Again, one of the scholars that has been in and out of theater and representing the district as the, the Longhorn and things like that. And he is our um, Tin Man. Absolutely wonderful. So it's it's really this really great ensemble. And then... Um, Go ahead, Stephanie. <laughs> I think what also helps with our, our cast right now is that, you know, back in the spring, they most of them had a show taken away from them because of COVID. And so they came back on fire this, this semester. They came back ready to work. Um, it is a much smaller group than what we're used to when it comes to the musical. But that has kind of forced them to bond together. They know that um, there's a lot of people in their corner trying to make this show happen, and so they work a little bit harder. There's definitely a lot more hands-on when trying to prepare for this show. And so they've, they've all come together. They all have their little jobs. They all have stepped up. And so it's more of a little community and family. And I think that's what's helping the process be a little easier on everybody. So how many scholars do you have in the uh, production? There are 23 in the cast, and we have two or three consistent crew members right now. Again, we kind of have to be, you know, they're in and out because of COVID, and so we're in the middle of recruiting for more crew members. Uh, normally, we have anywhere between 35 and 40 in the cast, so this is a little smaller for us. Oh, wow. And we did, we did start at 35 or 40, but a number of our scholars have chosen, uh, and no, no, problem with it but they have chosen to not be a part of the show or not come back in any way shape or form to traditional learning because of COVID and okay. we, we we acknowledge their choices and appreciate their honesty and candor in making those decisions for the show sure but with with the numbers that you have and then with you know COVID the way that it's currently going is there any concern that you'll you know uh, lose more um, members of the production think so um our parents in fact we just had a parent meeting uh earlier this week with our boosters they're pretty committed to keeping their kids home and safe and making sure that they're you know take taking their own precautions within their family and so our parents like they want this for their kids we want this for the kids and so everybody's doing everything they can to make sure that they say stay safe um, so that we don't have anybody on quarantine and not able to attend rehearsal. Okay. Well, um, what about as far as from a teacher and, and a leader standpoint, um, you know, has this been more challenging for you all than in past, um, you know, productions where everything is, you, you know, you've kind of had a blueprint of the way you've done things and now everything changes because of COVID? I would say that uh, speaking from my from from my point of view, I have. In some ways, it is harder, but in some ways, it's so much easier because the kids are committed. 
the kids are a hundred percent committed. They are. They have so little to look forward to. There's not a, a, There's not anybody fighting for their time. They literally come here so excited to just be together and have rehearsal. And I see that in orchestra, and I see that in the pit, and I just. They are a, on fire to just be able to do something that is normal. This is their little tiny bit of normalcy and hanging and being together as a, as a group of people, and it makes a it makes a difference in their lives. It makes a difference in Miss Kennedy's in my life. We love rehearsals right now, and last year I would say that I was exhausted at this point, and I'm still exhausted because of COVID. But yet I'm on fire for this show because it's. It, it's our normalcy right now. It's our little bit of heaven, honestly. Oh, wow. As far as the, as far as the actual process, the two things that have changed the most is that we normally bring in our set designer. Um, we have somebody that will put everything into Vector Works for us, and then she normally comes in for a week or two in, at the beginning of the process to help design and build the set and then, and she lives in California, so she won't be here. I mean, she, obviously she won't be here for this process. And then we normally uh, bring in our choreographer, and our choreographer lives in Colorado. So all of our choreography has been learned via video and Google Meets. And so that presents its challenges because he's not here to actually, like, put them in formations and to help them learn specific moves and so that's been a bit of a challenge but again we've all accommodated and made it work has he been here in the past has he traveled down to help with yes that? he usually comes down every year oh wow <laughs> yeah okay so you would say that the morale for the scholars has been pretty good as far as you know seeing the big picture and getting ready for this production yes most definitely just like miss judd said it's given them it's given them something to look forward to it's given them a reason to keep up with classwork to like just seeing the difference between the way they were in march versus the way they are now like they're they need this and we need this as directors to kind of keep our spirits alive Again, it's it's our only bit of normalcy in the midst of this chaos that we're in right now. Okay, so I know you mentioned some of the actors and actresses. Have any of these kids been in, like, previous productions that, that y'all have done? Yes. 90, like 90%. Yeah. We have... One, two, three... There's probably only five or six that are completely new to our process. Okay. Yeah. And then what about the, the crew that works on the, um, you know, building the set and everything like that? Uh, have those kids done the, that type of work in the past, or are they? Well, the, the, the ones building the set is the cast. Oh, okay. <laughs> they kind of they do it all. Uh, yeah, we have, we have some that are in the shop and learning new things. Uh, this year we have quite a few kids that are working on, you know, all of our costumes We've had some that are donated, but we have a lot that we're building from scratch. And so there's a lot more hands-on with the kids from that point of view. Um, and so when it comes to, they know because we're so low on numbers right now, that as a cast, they, they've had to step up and kind of make 
the set and costume for props happen. So. Okay. And then, um, do any of these kids have, like, aspirations of Broadway or Hollywood or anything like that? The, we have a couple. Uh, Keelan Rossum is actually going to go into film when he's in college. And then uh, we have quite a few that are pursuing theater and musical theater at the collegiate level. I haven't tallied up all the numbers, but our, our seniors did just participate in... Um, it's virtual, of course, but Texas Thesmian Festival does college auditions. And so I haven't tallied up all the numbers from our seniors, but there's something like 25 to 30 colleges from across the country that have called our, our seniors back to participate in their programs. So how does that work where theater and orchestra work together? Have you guys always done that, or is that kind of a new thing? It started with Newsies. Um, I came on board about three years ago and I've done musicals in the past about 20 20 years of musicals and so I volunteered to take on Newsies because Mr. Young was starting to be the fine arts director and was ridiculously busy and so I said please 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 let me take this on and he's like I can't ask you to do that and I said you're not asking I'm, I'm volunteering <laughs> and so I got to take on Newsies and from there Bethany and I just um became friends and honest to goodness just realized that we have a very similar work ethic that we have a very similar um, vision for for theater and it works very very well and so the next year i started teaching the musical theater class with her and i'm also still doing the orchestra so i still do the pit and since i also taught band for 20 years it's really I understand the I understand the wind side of it. I understand the orchestra side of it. I understand the the, the choral part of it. I also taught choir for twenty years, so I I get it, I guess. And then Miss Kennedy and I just have the same mindset about it. Mm -hmm. We just you know we we get it. When did you guys so, do When did you guys do Newsies? That was uh, January of two thousand nineteen. Oh, okay. Oh wow. I, yeah. um, Wow, that was uh, that's one of my wife's favorites. So if you guys ever do that again, she'll be in the front <laughs> row watching that. It was a special special group. That's actually the first year. So every year we enter the Dallas Summer Musical High School Musical Theater Awards, and so that was the first year that we the kids won um, best ensemble with that show, and we also got best supporting actor with that show. Oh, wow. Okay. And yeah. then how has the administration, Mr. Miller, and everyone been as far as, you know, supporting you guys with, with these efforts? They're very, they're very supportive. I think that they are, they're walking a, a, a tightrope, if you will, of trying to keep the building healthy and keeping it functional and allowing all these different organizations carry, to carry on with, you know, athletics going and and band and high steppers and theater and things like that. So I think that they're they they worry just like we do, but they're they are very supportive. They want want us to have a normal year as much as we possibly can. Okay, okay. And then with um, you know, everything things kind of change day to day. So how confident are you that the those you know performances will take place there at the end of January? <laughs> We are going to be as optimistic as we can. <laughs> um, we've, uh, you know, I had a very, very serious conversation with the parents um, about keeping their kids safe over Christmas break and, and in January. 
I've talked with Mr. Young about it and, and he is committed to, you know, he's like, whatever we have to do to make this happen, then we're going to, you know, make it happen. And so uh, we've, we have a backup plan for if the scholars, like if the district decides to go back to 100% virtual, you know, all of the fine arts programs and athletics, we all kind of have backup plans so that our kids can still participate in the activities that they love the most. And so we have plans in place to kind of keep things going. Uh, we're almost to a point that uh, if we have to push it back, we'll have to push it back. Ideally, we won't because as the theater department, as soon as this show ends, we're supposed to start our UIL one-act play contest process. Okay. So what are the dates? You said, I think you said it was January 28th to 30th? Yeah, 28th, 29th and 30th. Uh, 7 p.m. each each night we are we have our online ticket sales and we're monitoring those because we're only doing a 15% capacity so if we start to see that those sales like that we're getting close to that 180 tickets then we'll just start adding performances oh okay okay yeah. and then I know that you probably have you know um friendships and relationships with a lot of the other, you know, theater and orchestra directors throughout this uh, Metroplex, North Texas area. Um, what has been going on in the other districts? Are they doing productions? Are they postponing them? What's, what's kind of been the consensus? Uh, as far as theater is concerned, it's a district by district basis. There's, I know Grand Prairie, uh, South Grand Prairie did a virtual, like they rehearsed and put together a show um, but only did virtual a virtual audience. Um, Waxahachie has already done two or three shows, um, and they've had an in-person audience, of course, that's been reduced in size and stuff because of COVID. Uh, so I think it's just a district-by-district district basis. You know, across the state, there are shows happening. Middle school one-act play contest has already happened for some. Uh, so it just kind of depends on each district's needs and what their district's going to allow. Have, um, I don't uh, know about orchestra, though. Okay. Have you guys considered, since it is only that 15% capacity, like maybe live streaming it or something like that? We applied for those rights, and unfortunately, I just found out yesterday that the the people who own the Wiz, um, they denied it. And oh, okay. the royalty company thinks that it was denied because of the live version that came out a few years ago. And that's still um, broadcast, like Amazon has, Amazon Prime has that. So since it's still a, a newish film that they've put out, I don't think they want any other videos of it out. So unfortunately, we've been denied that, that possibility. What about... Um... Have you had to decide what you want the production for next year to be? Uh, we It has been a big topic of conversation, um, but it's something that we normally, it's a surprise. We do a big reveal of shows to the students in December or January. Okay. Um, probably be later this year just because of where we are in this process. Um, but there are several shows kind of on the table for us for next year. Okay, and then how many hours a day do you all practice for this show? Um, we do our we do our two hours like they come in for warm ups, and then they have their warm up process, and then we do our two hours of choreography and music and staging rehearsals, 
and then um, due to our, our timeline and my assistant director is on quarantine until January so we've we've added some Saturday work days so that we can get up here and get some stuff done on Saturdays okay well it sounds like y'all are doing a great job with um, preparing for this production and um, we look forward to seeing it in at the end of January so uh, thank you again for coming on to the podcast thank you thank you all right have a great day you too. You too. All right. Bye.